Welcome, Internet, to the 18th episode of the Pixel Play Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam, CS Radical. This is your weekly uh, podcast where we get together to talk about everything we love, hate about the video game industry and the hobby that surrounds it. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, what we've been playing, kind of going over some of our games. I think we're both really excited about what we've been uh, playing, and so I think we're eager to share about that. We're going to be talking about Ubisoft changing its strategy to focus more on free-to-play games. And we're going to be talking about Sony announcing that they are working on 25 new games, some of them including new IP. All that more in this week's episode, but first I need to ask, Adam, how are you doing this sunny day? It's warm. It is. I, I love it. I love it. Do you? For now. Oh, okay, yeah. I See, I turned on my air conditioner two days ago. I don't have any. Oh no, I, I I I'm a fat guy, so I need the air conditioner. I, I just don't it's, do well with it. It's heat. 26 in the room right now, apparently, but I'm also a 140 pound skinny stick, so it, I'm good. I'm good for a little See, bit. See, I'm the opposite. I, I I'm a big I'm a big guy, so like me and summer just don't do well. So if it if it hits 30 with humidity, well, no, then we'll have a different story. But you know. Oh yeah, no, that's the, the humidity is really what does it here in Ontario. That's the brutal part. No, what are you talking about? We only have winter weather. It's only igloos here. Yeah, <laughs> no, honestly, uh, so like, is, is summer like your favorite season? No, it would it would be spring. Spring and okay. fall, like it's like the nice middle ground. Like I like the late end of spring, early end of fall because it's right at that point where it's like mid twenties, not too crazy on the humidity side. Like it's about right. It's it's comfortable. I can walk out with t shirt and shorts because I fucking hate pants. Oh yeah, pants so. are the worst. Yeah, no. Yeah. This uh, first there there are three things that I do when I get home. One of them is take everything in my pockets and throw them on the counter. The second one is friggin' just wash my hands because God knows what the hell's happened over the last little thing. That's a pandemic edition. <laughs> yeah. And then the third one is take off the fucking jeans because I hate jeans. I wish I didn't have to wear them. Yeah, honestly, I am short. I would wear shorts all year round if I could. And it's right now with the pandemic and working from home, it's been fantastic that I can. Yeah, you pretty much almost can. <laughs> yeah. No, for me, I'm I'm I love the cold. I love the winter. Like. And when I say winter, I don't mean like the gross like GTA. It's just cold and muddy. Like yeah, you're you're not you're not exactly okay with like getting snowed in to the point you can't open your door, and you're not really interested in like rolling around in slush. No, that's no. I'm the exact opposite. I love that you know. Give me five feet of snow, bury everything down in it. Like okay, it might well, be you, that you you can move up north where everybody else is. Well, that's where I'm from. I'm from Georgian Bay, so like for us, it was like yeah, we got like three to five feet of snow, and it was like yeah, that was just normal for us. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I find that if you have like fresh snow, it's like the best summer to me is overrated. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's good parts about summer, but in my opinion, summer is overrated. I've always looked at it that I hate winter because it takes way too long to warm back up. Whereas with summer, I could just dunk my head in a pool and I'm good. See, that's if you have a pool or a friend with a pool, you see the thing with winter is I could put as many layers on. I'm legally only allowed to take so many layers off. No, no, there's not enough layers that I can put on me without me being a mobile and a warm. That's just, it just doesn't happen. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been nice, but I've definitely been needing to, uh, to, to, uh, throw the air conditioner on. So now I am sitting in my basement and it's a nice frigid temperature down here. So, so you would say that because it's hot outside, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good place for a bunch of hot takes on this show today. Exactly. Yeah. If Come only here. there was news to talk about though this week, right? Oh my God, it has been so dead this week in terms of content. Uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we got some stuff to talk about, but it's not anything groundbreaking or revolutionary. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. When when the top story on the game subreddit right now is that Disco Elysium just got unbanned in Australia, I'm like, oh, that's a bad sign. Yeah. There's it, not it, a lot to talk about, is there? It's crickets. Sony did announce the, those new controllers. Did you see them? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, which one do you like, the red or the black? Uh, I I like the one that has color. Yeah. So the yeah. red one. So so my question is, are these the colors that you wanted, or would you have wanted something different? I mean, I don't know what I want. Because here's the thing. I might say I want a blue controller, but what if they use the wrong shade of blue, right? Or what if yeah. the blue is in a weird spot? Like, I can say what I think I want, but I didn't know I'd want this one, which is a blue. I didn't know I'd want this one, which was a gold one. Uh, there's a couple over there that I put some, like, Destiny 2 stickers on because they're, they're ice white, so I want to do something with them. But, like... Mm. I really don't like there are colors that I don't think I want. Like I don't want brown. I don't yeah. want camouflage because I'm not 16 playing Call of Duty every day. But yeah. like you give me red and you give me black and I'll be like, they look fine. Although I'll say the black one looks really boring as shit because it just looks like nothing. See, it's funny because if you had asked me when they launched the PlayStation, like what color I would have wanted. And if I could have chosen from the beginning, I I thought I wanted a black one. I like I wanted to stay with that black you know, classic look controller, but yeah, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't capture me. And I think the problem is that the, the face buttons, I'm really missing the colors on the face buttons. And I know that's a stupid, like very small thing to complain about, but yeah, but it's weird that they haven't done it. Yeah. Like even, even on the, on the normal controller right now, like I look at it and don't get me wrong. I love this controller, Mm -hmm. But really, like, what's stopping you from just putting a little bit of color on these buttons? Like, it doesn't and have to be the entire button. This isn't an Xbox controller. But, but it I don't too. understand why you can't just have a little green outline on the triangle. Like, what's stopping you? Especially because, like, those symbols and those, those colors are so iconic. I, I think having... Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think you're wearing the shirt, aren't you? I, I am. You can't see it on camera, but yeah, right there. Like, the colors are right there. Yeah. And so I think like it's kind of weird that they're not using them. And I think with especially with the white and with the black, I think those colors would definitely really pop. I can see for like a red, like having all those colors be red. I think that would look really sharp as well. But yeah, I'm finding the monotone or like the not monotone, but bitone. Is that the term? I don't know. But having just like that one, like two color contrast, it's cool. But I feel like it's missing the colors now. So I thought I would want the black. Obviously, of the two, I like the red. It's. A little bit more of like pink or like is magenta the thing I'm looking? It's a little bit pink for a bit, but like it's so cool. like it, it. You know looks what it nice. needs? It needs the black to be a little bit of a darker shade of blue, so it's almost like a Spider-Man controller. Yeah. Now you see, I I would have thought that the first color that PlayStation would have come out with would have been like blue, because I mean I don't know about you, but like I associate blue as like a PlayStation color. I mean, it is the color, yeah. Yeah, so you'd think that they'd have like a PlayStation blue controller. Well, they had to do black because enough people wouldn't stop bitching about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I think like I don't. Know, I'm assuming for the majority of people, red's their favorite color. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the logic. Yeah, I mean, I fall into that camp. Red's my favorite color as well. But uh, I don't know. Do you think it's weird the timing that they're releasing it now? Like, I mean, I'm thinking about myself and like I think most people when they bought it, they bought their consoles with a second controller. Nah, not me. But mind no. you, I only play on my own, and I. I literally have this thing always plugged in, so I don't even have to think about it, but... Yeah. I yeah, mean, like 
I, I don't care well. what time they do it. They can do it now and they can come up with three more colors tomorrow. I don't really care. Like if it's more options, I'll take more options whenever we can get them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like this might have been something that they should have had sooner. Well, we don't know what they were working on the pandemic or not because they were trying to rush enough consoles out the store to begin with. So, yeah, I guess I guess I'm just thinking, though, that either launch it like when the console comes out or launch it like a year later. I think doing it now is just kind of like a weird spot because we've all just bought second controllers. Yeah, but, you know, there's enough people that would just get another one because they there's enough people out there that just do that. And there's enough people that will see the black one and be like, finally, and they buy seven of them because, yeah, for some reason. Yeah, that's a fair point. There's there's enough fanboys that it doesn't matter when they say it, they'll buy it. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, that's that's the week has been like that's one of the biggest stories of the week. So like, you can get an understanding of how slow it is. But I mean, slow slow news day is not going to slow us down. We uh, we've got lots of video games to be playing. Adam, I know you must have been over the moon last week, right? About what? I don't know a certain game that you somehow have some weird oh i thought i thought there was gonna be a joke in there no 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 i was legitimately just leading you into like hey you know yeah no i'm really excited for that new call of duty warzone dlc though i don't i don't even fucking know i just assume there's probably something (laughs) yeah no i've been playing the new mass effect is it legendary edition is that what it's called is it yes yeah the remaster essentially yeah i mean i've only played like maybe six seven eight hours tops i I did a couple of streams on twitch for it because that's it's become my my twitch game now so Nice. It's it's interesting to to play through it now because I played through these games when they first came out, and this is like ten plus years ago now. Mm-hmm. So coming at them with a much more uh, clear head and a much more attentive mind is a little bit interesting because now I'm paying attention to more of like tiny bits of lore on the side. Mm-hmm. Like immediately when you get brought into the main hub of the entire game, where like all the races are mingling, there's like an office right outside with like a couple of pretty inconsequential like side races in the game. And, like, all of a sudden, I'm, like, just listening to the dialogue with them and be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I remember this. I, like, and you're putting all this stuff together now, and you're like, oh, man, I actually mm-hmm. like these people more now. So it, it is it is interesting to look at it from a much different perspective now that I've had enough time away from it to kind of take a more of a critical eye with in some things and then just make fun at so, make fun of so many other things at the same time, too. Mm-hmm. There There is a lot of stuff that will happen throughout the three games that I'm going to be sitting there being like, man... I can't, I can't take this seriously. This moment sucks. Like I, every time, like you start off the game there, like, cause look, I'm spoiling like what? Almost 15 year old game here. No, Go for it. So there is a care. There is an NPC essentially that is in your squad. The first time you touch down and he gets lit up like a Christmas tree right at the very beginning and dies. Mm-hmm. So the second they give this guy any dialogue at the beginning of the game, the entire stream, I'm like, it's okay. He'll do fine this time. Everything will be fine. And then you finally get to the cutscene where you know he's going to die. And you're like, come on, Jenkins. You can... Oh, Jenkins, you fucked up again. You had a chance. You know, you think, well, it's a remaster. Maybe this time they'll make it... No, he fucking gets lit up. Doesn't matter. It's a twist. Jenkins is now the main character. Shepard dies. I mean, look, apparently Seven's taken some new liberties with their remake. So who knows, right? Yeah. So in terms of, like, the improvements, like, walk me through, like graphically how does it look um control wise gameplay wise like what 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 do you like what are you concerned about and what is just kind of glad that you kept the same so far it is a mixed bag because the improvements that they've made have shown but it's also really buggy for some reason Mm. so here's a couple of weird things that's i'll start with the bad stuff right away because it's mostly minor shit but still Mm -hmm. um 
I don't know what it is, but every once in a while, the D-pad, and I tried, and I tested this in other games just to make sure that it wasn't just my controller. For some reason, once in a blue moon, the D-pad will double-click on you. And it's just hmm. a weird thing in that game, because I played other games and tested it. Doesn't happen anywhere else. And then the other weird thing is that some lines of dialogue so far when I've been playing the game just cut out like a half second before they're done. Okay. And it's not of me hitting the button to skip. It just stop, It just cuts out like a half second of audio. So like mm. you, you're here like somebody about to finish their set and then it stops like just like that. Oh. So it's 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 a little strange, but it's it's not like breaking. It's just more like what? Oh, that was weird. But for the most part, everything else is pretty good. Like the graphics look. I mean, I I haven't played Mass Effect one in forever, so I can't really remember how it looked. But it's it looks pretty damn good right now. Mm-hmm. The controls they've changed. They've made the at least the. The camera and the combat system a little bit more like two. One still has its infinite ammo thing where it's just more like a laser where it just overheats and you got to wait till it cools down. I love Whereas that in, in the second and third game, they went more into the ammo stuff again. So there's a clip, which I didn't have a problem with either way. But it was more the fact that they've definitely made the shooting a little bit more like sticky. Like not okay. like sticky in a bad way, but like it actually will get you to where you want it to go it's a lot more you're gonna feel a lot more fluent like you're hitting the things you want to hit Mm. uh other than that the driving sections i can't tell you whether or not they're any good because i don't know if they could fix that i I said on stream when i was doing it for the first time they could make this car five times faster and i think i'd still hate it because the maps are so devoid of life yeah because that's the problem they ran into. I mean, it was a very early game. Like, most of the places you'll land on with that section, they're barren. There's nothing. It's just There's mountains. like three camps or three points of interest. Yeah, there's not much there. So mm-hmm. there's not really much they could do. Honestly, if if they had a little more wherewithal, they should have just said, okay, here's the mini-map. Point the places you want to go to. We'll take you there. Yeah. But there's hidden things on the map, too. So I guess they couldn't really get rid of all of it. Um... But other than that, like what I've done so far has been perfectly fine. Like, actually, sorry, the, there's one thing I forgot that they improved on the driving section too. Unless it was never, it was always there, and I just never noticed. If they, it's if it's always been there, then I'm a dumbass. But if they added a zoom in uh, for your cannon and for your machine gun on on the Mako, it is amazingly so much better. It makes shooting things from a distance actually like doable now. Yeah. Instead of just aiming in the general direction and just hoping it doesn't skirt by it. Now I feel like I actually can have some accuracy. So when I've been doing the driving sections, my aim is not remotely as bad as it used to be. Yeah, I don't. I can't recall whether they had it or not when I played it. Like I said, you know, if they did, it was. I guess ago. it's my dumbass for not thinking to check if the left trigger did anything. But yeah. Is but there no. anything? Is there anything that you're looking at? And you're like, oh man, I wish they had you know improved or worked or tweaked this. At this point, I can't say because I'm not deep enough in to really notice any, like, massive flaws. Like, it, mm-hmm. it really just comes down to, like, all the problems that you would have had with it already that probably would need a remake to go through everything. Like, the fact that all the armor you get... Like, I guess that's the one thing is I wish the armor wasn't random on what they gave you. Like, all mm-hmm. the chests you open, they just it's just completely random. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't feel like there's a progression. It feels like you open a bunch of nothing and then hope that you get the one really good object. Yeah, and it's so, kind of strange in that way. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely be an annoying feature. Uh, at least awesome. you can at least you can skip through the elevators, though. That's nice. Now you yeah, I was going to gonna ask: is the, is the loading time better now? Yes, but it's still very weird when you don't do it right away. Because I I wish that they would at least give them some better idle animations. Because it's still I'm going to stand up for this. It's yeah. still weird. 
seeing people just stand yeah. perfectly still like there's nothing like these guys are in the middle of like a battle trying to find like some person they need to save before it's too late and they are so fucking stoically standing in the elevator like nothing's wrong and like if they move an inch like it's going to explode yeah uh for audio listeners basically adam just stood up straight and like just i, t- I asserted his- my dominance by by uh eye posing yeah, pretty much. I was going to say, just just shy of the T-pose. So. I was doing my best Pixar eye impression, okay? There you go. Um, but awesome. So you're liking it? You're going to stick with it? Or are you kind of just going to... Oh. Are you going to do I'd one be, I'd sti- be a really bad fanboy if I didn't. So you're going to play all three? Oh, for sure. 100%. And you're playing on PS5, I'm assuming. Yes. Well, I mean, it's the to- PS4 game on PS5. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to platinum it or... <laughs> no. No? Oh, come on. I have one platinum in my repertoire, and that was a game that I put thousands of hours in. So I Which better. Which game was that that you platinum? Would have been Destiny. Because mm. you're not a true fan, then. No, no, okay. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a fan that likes finishing games efficiently. <laughs> yeah. Not not spending an extra thirty minutes in a game just because the game wants him to use a specific power he doesn't like. But you need that trophy. No, I don't. No, I do not. Then so. how will people know that you actually played it? Uh, because I actually know what I'm talking about when I talk about games. Hashtag I guess that's one way. Not actually, fan. I guess some people would disagree with that because apparently I say things on the show I shouldn't. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about that? You want to go into what you said, or or do you want to just leave it there? All I'll say is I said what I said about Halo. And if you want to find out what that was, ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to last week's episode. Come at me, CS Radical on Twitter. You got yeah. a problem? Come at him. Yeah, uh, and if you want to hear that is episode seventeen. Uh, I believe we called it "Get Rich or Die Supplying." I mean, there is a there is a separate uh, YouTube video with just that section called "Is Halo Infinite in Trouble?" So you can also check, check that out. out on the Play or the Pixel Play Podcast YouTube channel. Exactly, check it out there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got a little bit of problems because we were talking about how uh, Halo was in. You know, there was talk about it being in sort of development trouble with crunch time and stuff. But I'm not going to get into that. Speaking of crunches and games that kind came out. Bad. I, I want to talk about the game that I've been playing. I've actually been diving into Cyberpunk. Uh, I think when we t- when we first started this show, we were like talking about how Cyberpunk was terrible, and I had it. I had gotten it for Christmas, and I was on the fence about trying it. And I played it when it when I got it. So this is probably mid January before the updates came out. And yeah, it was it was rough. Like it wasn't. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It was rough. It was not really good. Um, I was playing it on the PS5, and I'm like, you know what? I love the aesthetic of Cyberpunk, so it, it kind of gets a benefit for me just in the fact that it is an aesthetic that we very rarely see in video games. Like, that whole, yeah, that's for lack of a better term, the whole Cyberpunk genre, aside from, like, Deus Ex and a couple other smaller indie games like um, Katana Zero and stuff, you don't see a lot of that Cyberpunk kind of aesthetic, and so I was really excited to play it. Um, put it on the shelf, waited for update 1.2, and now I think we're on like update 1.22 or something like that. And I'm loving the game. Um, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm probably about 30 hours into it. Uh, and I've barely scratched the surface of the main campaign. I've just been going around doing side quests. Uh, I am literally playing the game as a cyberpunk. So very high, you know, hacking skills, running around with a pistol, just shooting everything. Uh, and it's great. I, I wouldn't say the game is 100% fixed. Um, there are still some times where like the game has crashed on occasion. It's probably crashing maybe every five to 10 hours. I'm getting a crash. I've maybe had six in total. Um, but like usually it's right after it saves. So I haven't lost a lot of progress. Um, graphically. I mean, it's not the, 
prettiest game, but I mean, it looks like a, it looks like a decent, you know, last gen game. And so I find it's, it's, you know, looks good for the most part. There's a couple parts where like things clip or I can't pick up items or something, but it hasn't been great game breaking yet. Uh, from the gameplay's perspective, I'm, I'm loving it. I find the hacking and the shooting, like it all feels really good. Um, story-wise, I'm absolutely loving it. Like I said, I'm, I've barely scratched the surface of the main campaign, but I've just been doing side quests and, you know, trying to, to pick up chicks in this cyber world. And it's honestly a blast. Um, so, I mean, there, if you look, if you look at, you can see it, it's, it's a nice game with rough edges. And if you look for those rough edges, you can definitely find them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fantastic in terms of everything else that it does. And I, I think, I think there is a really good game there. And I think it'll have a sim situation similar to the Witcher, um, in that I think in the long run, I think people will eventually come back around and say like, this is a really good game, especially once it gets its next gen upgrades and, and all those benefits. There's an awesome game there that just unfortunately came out in an incomplete state. And I think that is going at to the worst possible time too, when people yeah. desperately needed it. Yeah. I think honestly, if they had kept it until, you know, March, April and, and launched it now, I think it would have done much better. It, no also, if we, if we weren't in a pandemic year, like it would have still had its, its detractors, mm -hmm. but it would have been moved on to quickly. Cause there would have been so much more, out yeah. there like there would have been so many more games to talk about but because so much has been pushed back it really festered for a while too yeah it, it came out because it was like the last it was the last big launch um for a while like i don't like it came out and admittedly it kind of fell flat but it like it left a sour taste because there wasn't something to come and take its place and that was we had all kind of anticipated that cyberpunk was going to be the game we were playing and unfortunately it just failed it, it had a failure to launch but, I mean, in my case, I'll know for sure when the next gen update comes out, whenever that may be, if it's this year, if it's even if it's next year, like it doesn't matter to me if it takes however long it takes. It's fine. Like I, I'm going to play it eventually. I keep getting tempted because like I've seen the PC version go for like 30 bucks sometimes on sale. And it's like, ooh, yeah, to be honest, no, nope, no, nope, I'm waiting. Like it's it's hard, but that's why I like I, I let's just start this topic because I was on Reddit and someone was like. Hey, like they have this on sale and this is in the States for like 30 bucks. Like, should I grab it? And I would say hundred percent for, for 30 bucks. It's definitely a game worth picking up, especially because you do get that free upgrade, um, later on in the year when that comes out. So I think, but like, if I wait longer, what if I get it for 20? Well, here's, here's how I would kind of say is like, if you are dying to play it, like if you were really excited for cyberpunk and you were turned off or dissuaded by the fact that, um, it didn't launch well. I'd say get it now. Like, I think it's, it's a point now where you, it is playable. It is a lot of fun to have it. It's more fun than it is frustrating. And like the rough edges and, and like the problems that it does have are minor compared to the fun that I'm having. Um, if you have no interest, if you are completely against it, yeah, sure. Wait for the next gen. And I think the next gen is definitely going to be better. But for me, I was too excited about the idea of playing in a, in a, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of post-apocalyptic cyberpunk kind of world. And for me, like, very rarely does that sort of thing come along. And for me, I wanted to play that. And to be honest, I am loving it. I'm enjoying it. It's basically whenever I have time, that's what I'm doing as I'm playing. I'm playing cyberpunk. And I, I, like I said, I'm just enjoying living in that world. It's not even about the, the main story. It's just that that world that they've built. That being said, I'm, I know I'm thinking like people are going to be like, oh, but like the world feels dead. Unfortunately, yeah, like the world is weirdly empty at times, but I don't know. The ideas that they had there were really cool. So like, it doesn't feel like a Grand Theft Auto five in the sense of like, Oh, it's a whole lived in world. Like there's really some quiet parts of the city that like, it's weird that it's quiet, but there's also parts that do have some people. And so it's not, 
Once again, it's not completely game-breaking. But again, but we're also talking about a version that probably shouldn't have been made in the first place because it seems like this game wasn't going to be very wasn't going to work with a previous gen console. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to kind of see what happened at CD Projekt Red to have this happen. But like, I imagine it was one of those things that they had unfortunately signed contracts and agreements, and like the fact that there's an well, Xbox. they probably intended it to be out for PS4. Mm-hmm. It was probably meant to be out on that at that point, and then it just took so long to develop that they were like, "Well, fuck, we might as well do it for the new consoles because it'll make a big splash." Well, I think that's. I think the idea is. I think in a different world, like they should have. Like they, I think they announced it too early. That was the that was the problem that they had, and so I think that if they had pivoted and said, "Yeah, we're going to make this a next gen console," but like if you remember, they had a situation where they had an Xbox um, console specifically like designed for um, Cyberpunk. And so you can't really make a Cyberpunk edition Xbox, and then yeah, but it was an Xbox. It was an Xbox One, though, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Is I think they intended to put it on that console. It's just once they took longer in development than they thought, I think they realized, well, shit. Now we definitely have to make it for next gen because that's going to be the expectation. See, I think it might, and that's where everything went off the rails. See, I think it might have been something opposite, where they were like, shit, this is not going to land on ps4 and xbox series or xbox one but we now have contractual obligations especially with microsoft because they are making that cyberpunk xbox series xbox one and so they're now they their hands were tied that they had to release something like that i think if they could have they would have they would have just dropped it and just said yeah we're next gen and you know pc i mean if that was the case and i'd say they're really stupid for signing a contract about getting a cyberpunk xbox one made when they weren't even sure they would be able to make the game for it well, I, I imagine that the situation, I'm not, I'm, I'm coming across as very apologetic for them and I'm not trying to, but I think it's probably one of those, that was, that deal was probably inked long before they decided that this isn't working well. well, well if, on... if they inked that deal long, long before, then you would also imagine too, that logic would dictate that they probably intended this to be on that console because they yeah. figured that that was the pathway. Yeah. I mean, I'm maybe sure it was, was just them grossly underestimating how hard it was going to be to, to make something of that scale on there. Maybe it's also their fault for making essentially a PC heavy game for a console that wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of things. I mean, either way it was gross mismanagement on their part for thinking it was going to work a hundred percent. And I'm not trying to excuse that situation. Like it was a crappy situation that they were in, but going back to where I'm at, I would say it's, it's fun. I'm loving it. It's, it's not as bad as, as it was when it first came out. And if you are interested in this, I would 100% recommend going to grab it. You, It's a win-win situation. Play it now. If it's, hitting the boxes that you're looking for and you're you're enjoying it great if not hold off and just you know wait for the next gen you will get it with that you know ps um when the ps5 and the xbox series x come out Um, i mean even if you don't have the ps5 like even if you have to have it on ps4 like if you wait for the next gen update you know it's going to be pretty well patched by then too so Mm -hmm. yeah so for me how i'm doing it is i'm playing the main campaign on the base game on the ps5 and then one i'm not going to play the dlc that comes out until it's been updated for PS5 and that's how I'm going to experience this. And I'll probably do a second Corpo playthrough once, once that PS5 version comes out. But yeah. So Adam, I, I would recommend if you see it and you're interested, go grab it. Nope. Wait for the update. Fantastic. Glad I had an impact. I, I've, I've already told myself, no, wait until the update because you at least know that, you know, you're going to get what the game that they probably intended to release. So for sure. Uh, speaking of upcoming games, um, Probably one of the bigger stories that came out this week, and in, in what was typically what was actually a pretty dry week for for news, um, is Ubisoft announcing that it's got 
it's shifting its focus and it's going to focus a little bit more on free to play games. Uh, so this comes from the Video Game Chronicle by Tom Ivan. Um, so he says, Ubisoft says it's changing its strategy to focus on more high-end free-to-play games. So I'll just give a quick excerpt here. Uh, the company provided an update on its game development strategy during its full-year earnings call on Tuesday, when it said it intends to be less reliant on AAA releases as part of its overall product mix. Uh, they quote, In line with the evolution of our high-quality lineup that is increasingly diverse, we are moving on from our prior commitments regarding releasing three to four premium AAAs per year, said Ubisoft's Chief Financial Officer, Frederick Duget, I'm going to assume. Um, the article later updated that Ubisoft has told the Video Game Chronicle its free-to-play push does not mean it will release less premium games. Uh, they go on to continue um, with the original article. It is no longer, and they quote, it is no longer a proper indication of our value creation dynamics. For example, our expectations for Just Dance and Riders Republic are consistent with some of the industry's AAA performers. Additionally, we are building high-end free-to-play games to be trending towards AAA ambitions over the long term, he added. This is purely a financial commitment evolution and does not uh, change the fact that we continue to expect high cadence of content delivery, including powerful premium and free-to-play new releases. Um, yeah, so Adam, what do you think of this strategy? What do you think the future of Ubisoft looks like? They can say whatever they want, but the reality is, is we know they're going to take some of their franchises and milk them for all it's worth. That's all it is. I'm, think- I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and be the asshole and just be like, no, they're they're gonna be greedy. Like, let's be honest, free to play is not a model that most companies use like responsibly. There are very few warframes in the free to play zone. See, I think I think this is like so. You're not thinking this is a good strategy for Ubisoft. Oh, it's a good strategy as a business. Yes, 100. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like from the from the gamer side, no, this leads to a lot of titles getting horribly milked and a lot of microtransaction ridden stuff that we're going to be dealing with which if it's free to play i guess you can make the excuse but still like it's always shady shady practices with these games see because what i'm focusing on here um was where they said um it's no longer a proper indication of our value creation dynamics for example our expectation for just dance and riders republic are consistent with some of the industry's triple a platform um, platformers. And so what I kind of think with that is what they're saying is I don't think we're going to see like Assassin's Creed become free to play or no, but they'll definitely make another Assassin's Creed game to use the license to try to print some extra money. I mean, sure. But I mean, those things are easily, you know, dismissed, but I think you're going to still have, are they though? I think so. In what sense? Like, why do you think they won't be ignored? Like able to be ignored? Because you got enough, especially with these major franchises, like if you throw, like, look, how many friggin' Tom Clancy games are out there and people still eat it up? How many Assassin's Creed games have come out and people are still eating them up? I think even yeah. with the quality as it is, you know, it's, most people are not going to fall for it. But the problem is, is we have enough people that do because of how predatory those games tend to be is that we create a lot of these these people that are going to be spending themselves into fucking debt over it. Look, I wouldn't. I have no problem with free-to-play games as a concept. The problem is, is that the way that they are implemented in like ninety-nine percent of games is predatory, and that's yeah. all it is. So, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying not to be an asshole, but I'm getting my guard up because I know what most of these games look like. See, the way I kind of read the article and what I'm hoping and what I think would be really good is that I find Ubisoft is a weird company in that they've got some awesome. You know, I love Ubisoft as a, as a developer and a publisher. You know. Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, um, you know, Far Cry, like they make fantastic AAA games, but I think they also make some weird, you know, double A, single A kind of games as well. So you've got stuff like Steep, Riders Republic, Trials Fusion, um, 
like those are all, or I guess it's just trials. Um, you've got those kind of games, and those aren't the games that I'm going to drop 40, 50, 60 bucks for. But if you can get a situation where Just Dance is a free game, and you can, you know, play a little bit here for free, get into the system, get into it. And then they start microtransactioning and like, hey, you want more songs? You want more dance moves? Like, here, you can pay more. You can pay more if you want to do that. Same with like, you know, something like Riders Republic or Steeper. It's like, hey, you can have two or three hills and a snowboard or two. Go nuts and play for free. But if you want, you know, more levels, if you want more... um if you want more like equipment, like that's something that we can now charge and that's how you play it. Like, I think that's, that's a great way to get people into games that, you know, probably don't sell super well. And I know just dance sells super well, but I also, I think they can make more money doing it this way. Like, I think, I think there is a sour taste in our mouth for free to play games. And, but you look at stuff like Genshin impact that just came out, like that one's doing really well. Um, I still think it's predatory too, but I mean, people seem to love it. So I guess they kind of look past it. Right. I think that's the nature, though, of of free to play. Like the free to play model is a certain level predatory, but I mean, I think it's just the way that like some of the stuff is going. Like if you think of like Spotify and and all those, like they're they're technically free as well, and you're paying for the ad service. So like then there's yeah, the but when you're but when you're getting a free to play game, you're not just getting ads. Mm-hmm. no i know that, you're, just... you're getting you're getting all these like especially with loot boxes and stuff like that like mm-hmm. okay i'll straight up say it right now if we outlaw loot boxes i will mm-hmm. never have a problem with free-to-play games yeah honestly like i don't care if a package that comes with all this currency all these skins is like 25 dollars. i don't care because i don't have to get it but yeah loot boxes are designed to be cheap and to and give you stuff that you really want and no, you never get them. So if we outlawed that, my stance on free-to-play games changes dramatically. Mm-hmm. It's just right now, I do not trust any developer to this day to implement a free-to-play game and not have some abhorrently predatory shit. Because yeah. I don't care what everybody says, like, oh, I don't buy them. That's fine. I don't either. But for every one of us, or for every 50 of us, there's one person who is now in debt because he couldn't stop himself from spending $3,000 in a month on something. And you can sit there and say, like, I'm not saying you, Kaylin. I'm saying, like, people in general can say, well, that's their problem. They got to figure that shit out. We should also be trying to keep it so that that shit doesn't happen. Nah, but I mean, like, that that argument comes down to a thing, like, how do we control? Like, what do we do about the people who get into MMOs and they get to the point where they're not, you know they're losing relationships or something like that because they're not, you know, controlling. Like, do we then, do we then go for MMOs and say like, we need to make it so that you can only play a certain amount of time. Like I'm not, but we're not, we're to, not, uh, we're not talking like time is, is any, anybody's choice. We're talking money, which is things that literally keep us alive. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm looking at this, like I'm coming in with an optimistic view and that I'm hoping that it's not predatory. And I mean, very well, it could be. Well, I mean, if I'm hoping it isn't either, it's just the history that we have shows that they mm-hmm. always are. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, can you think of, I'm trying to think of like what developers have gone free to play in a predatory sense. And not well, even they, don't, they don't have to be intentionally predatory. The second you just add something like a loot box, just it makes it so, right? Yeah, I don't know though. Like, I, like they have to be there in order to, to, to justify like the expense and stuff. So what, a like, loot I'm box? Think, no, no, not a loot box. No, 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 not I, a loot like, box. 
But like even like way that, to get those- that's what I've said. Like it's mostly the loot box mechanic that's what really drives my my disdain for free to play. Because mm-hmm. I play a I play a bunch of them too. Like I'm playing Final Fantasy or Fourteen's free trial, loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to my knowledge, I don't think they have them. So yeah, it's just I- also Ubisoft is still not quite in the best light to me. So I also look at them with what they have done recently. Like mm-hmm. you've played Valhalla, you know how much money they try to get you to spend in terms of boosters and things like that. Yeah, I like mean, I just I don't trust them right now mm-hmm. to do that. I think they'll do what we expect a lot of these companies to do, which is see how much they can milk. Yeah, but the the one issue, like going going with that Valhalla thing, like those boosters are there, but those boosters don't do anything in Valhalla because the problem for me was not that I was, you know, not at a high enough level to do content. It was just there was just too much content. Um, I think the fact that they talk about this being like more free to play, high end free to play, like I think that kind of denotes that it won't be it's not gonna be like a mobile game kind of thing where you're just getting loot boxes i think i'd imagine they're gonna make it so it is a more premium experience and i think it'll change what we look at in terms of the free-to-play game that's the hope it's just i of all the companies right now ubisoft is not high on my list on companies that i would trust with it that's all i'm saying really like if this this would be a totally different conversation if sony said hey we're gonna start doing some more free-to-play stuff right now See, I feel like Ubisoft is the one that's probably the. I mean, yes, if Sony if Sony did it themselves, like that would be that would be great, but they're not going to. And I think like you've got two ends of the spectrum. Like you've got your. Well, I'm just saying hypothetically, right? Yeah. Like if Sony straight up said they were going to do it, I'd be like, okay, I'm a, I'm still worried, but I at least give you guys a little bit more credit. I don't have a trust with with Ubisoft right now personally. So. See, I I think that I think Ubisoft would be the best one because they're the best ones that would do it. Like, you've got Activision and EA who do it as well, but they don't do it well. I think Ubisoft is the one that, like, has the IP, has the kind of weird enough, like, mentality to do it, but also the skill to do it well. So I'm kind of hoping that it I can't well. judge that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's just my opinion. But So, yeah. Any any other thoughts on, on Ubisoft going? Well, I mean, look, like, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. You kind of are. You're bringing me down here, like, Look, like... Free to play for me is is a mixed bag. It's always been a mixed bag. Like you walk mm. into a free to play game, it can either be like a sweet deal that you get a, a good chunk of hours out and it doesn't really demand much of you, or mm. it's one that you're just like, I can't do anything in this game. Like mm-hmm. like the game is actively trying to get me to spend money. So when you have a relatively negative view of Ubisoft, and I will admit a lot of it is optically rather than mm-hmm. in what games they've made. So I just personally don't like the company right now, and I have a very, very negative opinion of them. So that's probably putting a lot of bias in me right now. But at the same time, too, like we're talking one of the major publishers now wanting to get into the free-to-play market. And every time a major publisher gets into the free-to-play market, it's generally not great. I know every Call of Duty player under the sun is going to tell me there's nothing wrong with Warzone, but of course you're not. Every EA player is going to tell you whatever free-to-play game they've got going, because I don't pay attention, is going to tell you, oh, no, it's fine. That it's, it's always going to be like that. If you're in the thick of it, you won't admit that there's something wrong. If you're on the outside like me, you see what's going on, and you're going, I don't like how this is going. Well, what about something like, because I'm, I'm thinking about it, and like we already have a sort of AAA free-to-play game, and that's Fortnite. In the sense that, like, you know, Yeah, I personally don't like it. Is it that you don't like the game or that you don't like the business model? I think. Well, if they still have loot boxes, that is a pretty big part of it. I'd have to double check on that because I'm not not nearly as familiar as I used to be with it. 
but like here's my question is like does something like warzone or fortnite where it's free to get in but you're paying for seasons like does that like oh, to so they use, never had it okay so is no. that a, is that a free free to play game to you then like something like warzone or, or fortnite where the game is free to get into but you're paying for seasons no but at the same i don't know like i guess i'm still it's it's like the games as a service thing right too mm-hmm. like your guard just gets up because you don't like the history of things that, that go with it mm-hmm. i don't so, know though i, I guess my other like, thing too because i mean like any any of the games that i've played that use that kind of model generally speaking have also cost you a little bit of money because you know at least there's a bit of an investment right off the bat whereas i find with the free-to-play games they do like they do a lot more in terms of like you said the season stuff because they need to get as much more money as they can they can milk out of you and that's where my brain goes too it's like i don't want like there's a reason i like fall guys what they're doing right now it's because well a the seasons don't cost you any money Mm-hmm. And then B, they're they're pretty well spread out, so you don't feel like you're gonna miss out on stuff. Whereas I feel but like a, with a lot of these the games, the difference with the difference with Fall Guys though is that Fall Guys is a paid game; it's not a free to play game. Yeah, but it's not expensive either. No, but still technically not free. Like I imagine, I like I don't know what the pricing is for, like say, like buying the full season of a, of a Fortnite game, but I can't imagine it's like five bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know what the price is either. Like I'm not into this, but like. Well, there, there's a part of me that's like, I'm not nearly as invested, so maybe I'm, a li- I'm talking a little bit out of my ass here on this, but at the same time, too, like <coughs> like I said earlier, Sorry. I don't like Ubisoft right now, so I guess just me hearing them going into the market that we know companies milk whales for, and mm-hmm. we have seen literal, like, um, what's the term I'm looking for, like, press conferences where they tell people how to fuck with your customers like this, when I think of a company that I currently don't have a positive opinion of, doing these kinds of games makes me think these are the kinds of conversations they're going to be having in that office thinking, okay, how can we milk as much money out of our customers that are really into these games that we put them in? <coughs> it's just that that's how it is with me. That's the one worry that goes through my head. Like, again, if this was some small time developer that I've never heard of, then I kind of understand why they want to do that because Lord knows they probably don't have any money, but Ubisoft has a lot of money to work with. So when I see them doing this, this kind of stuff, I'm thinking, I don't think you guys need the money, so this tells me this is pure greed. And given how the company's been acting recently, I only see greed with this company. So, no, I, I, I thinking about the the Fortnite situation, like I think that's what we're gonna kind of see is like these seasons and like yeah, you can get in and play the game for free, and then if you want to be sort of part of that community and part of that you know experience, and yes, there are seasons with additional content that you can get into, but I think it's I, I think the definition of free-to-play and how we understand it is changing in that we think of free-to-play as those mobile games where it's, you know, got all the coins and, you know, you can buy, you know, $99 worth of gems to play more. Also, I have a bad taste in my mouth because the last time I remember Ubisoft really getting into this stuff was when they did the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot, and that was literally predatory in, in in every point. Yeah. So they have a history of doing it, so I think it's just like, past biases kind of creeping up on me which i can admit right so yeah no that's fair i i definitely like i can see why you why you're skeptical and i don't and i think there's a a case for it to be made to be skeptical also but i don't I think, want to dig deep into it but the fact that it's not like there's a lot of word going around that they really haven't done anything since or harassment uh, allegations that were being brought out really tells me that i don't trust this company having a very good uh, outlook on things when they can't even get their own shit in order in, in the office you know yeah Fair enough. Like, we'll have to see what happens. I'm optimistic. I think we've seen some examples of, you know, 
free to play recently coming out well, but I can see why there's some skepticism there. It's okay. I'll accept being the pessimist on the show. If that's my job, I'll do my job with the best of my ability. <laughs> You're doing a fantastic job. I'm optimistically pessimistic. How's no, that? No, I think it comes back and forth. I think, <laughs> I think we, we alternate depending on the story and then depending on the, uh, the topic. But yeah. Um, the other thing that really came out this week is uh, Sony working. Um, Sony announced that they're working on 25 new games for the PlayStation 5, half of which are new IP. Uh, so this comes from Emma Kent at Eurogamer. Uh, she writes, uh, well, it sure sounds like so- Sony PlayStation Studios has been be- uh, beavering away creating first-party games for the PlayStation 5. As an interview has revealed, Sony currently has 25 PS5 titles in the works, half of which are new IPs. Speaking to Wired, Gorilla co-founder Herman Hulse shared the numbers and said there's an incredible amount of uh, variety originating from different regions in the pipeline with a mixture of big, small, and different games. Um, honestly, not much news here. Like, Sony's making games for PS5. I know, what a shocker. I thought for fun, though, what we could do is kind of... Let's make a, a, a wish list, Adam. So you're sitting there. You're, you're at the desk. Publishers are coming in saying them what we're working on. What are you hoping to hear? What what would you like? So give me let's let's do three each. What would be some of your top three things that you would like to see come out of? Sony well, given how much of a failure uh, Destruction All Stars is, I think we I think we're due for a twisted metal game. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think we're more than due for for a good twisted metal run. Okay. Uh, who would you? What would you like? What would that look like? What would you want it to look like? Ah. Uh... Like, are we looking at, like, a remaster, or are you looking for something brand no, new? No, 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 I want, I want full-on redo. Okay, so, like, brand new game? Yep. Okay, fair enough. You could even give it to the guys that did Destruction All-Stars, because I think they made a pretty good game, they just didn't make a very good uh, ecosystem around it. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, it looks like they really just wanted to make a Twisted Metal game, but they tried to put seasons around it like it was a free-to-play game, and I'm like, guys, that, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, a Destruction Derby game only has so many legs. Like, like I said, if they had put races in this thing, too, with that system, maybe it could have worked. But because it's literally just arenas, that gets old really quick. It's not there's not nearly as much of a complexity as, say, like, I got, we just talked about, you know, how much I hate these games, I guess. But uh, Fortnite and all and Apex and all these games, like there's still enough of a complexity there that you can get something out of it. Whereas, like, I've played Destruction All-Stars enough to know that, yeah, this game doesn't have legs if you're trying to play a battle royale system to it. It just doesn't work. So if you want to make that make twisted metal make it like this really well like put together 40 dollar game and just go ham on its multiplayer focus on that and just do what you can with that stop trying to make like this game changer just make a damn good twisted metal game and people yeah. will come and play that yeah i i think that's a that's a really good point um and it's a very niche market that isn't really served super well right now so i think having that in there would be good and be a callback to the the previous fans. One hundred percent. For me, one thing I'd like to see is being a huge Last of Us fan. I want to see a Last of Us game, but I don't want the Joel and Ellie story. I'd like to just see more stories in that world. Um, whether it's you know a game that focuses on like what happened in Outbreak Day, um, and just seeing it fall apart. Like I find a lot of these post-apocalyptic games like days gone um you know fallout you know any of these post-apocalyptic games it's always you know two years five years whatever years later and i kind of want to just play a game where it's like the last of us but it's as things are falling apart and going to shit so like 
the day after the intro of Last of Us Part One. Like that's what I'd like to see, and not not necessarily Naughty Dog, but I'd like to kind of see that world explored, and more stories with new characters that have nothing to do with um, with Ellie. Even like have something explore like another part of the world, because like as I understand it, the whole world has gone to shit. It's not just the U.S. So yeah. for me, that's something I'd like to see. Uh, the next one, I'm going a little like I got the one that I want. Now I want the stuff that's like going to be more beneficial. So. Mm-hmm. The second one is I want them to do a SOCOM game. Not because I would play it, but because it is insane to me that Sony doesn't that hasn't put their their like touch on a military shooter. Mm-hmm. Cause like that's that's where the market is. And like especially when like you've seen like obviously what Warzone's doing, but you also have games like Rainbow Six Siege that have become this extremely popular game. And for Sony to sit there and be like, eh, let's not do anything with that. When like SOCOM would just come out fresh. Like you don't even have to like a lot of people probably won't even know what the title is, but you still put that out there and you make it look damn good, mm-hmm. make it look damn realistic, and it's got the Sony brand to it. I don't know who would be the one producing it, but you put the Sony first-party brand on it, that gets people's attention. They're thinking, ooh, uh, a sh- a, like a military shooter with Sony's brand on it? Ooh, I w- I'd love to see what they do with it. Especially because I know a lot of people are going to want them to probably stick to like what's... I think SOCOM was mostly third-person that does have like some first-person to it. Yeah, Stick to first-person. I'm just going to say it. I don't think tactical shooters work nearly as well in third person compared to first because it's it's better to have like the bird's eye view. Yeah, so that was going to be my third option that I was going to bring up. But like, I think Sony needs a first person shooter, and I don't know what that. No, not, looks not like. because we want them, but I think it makes sense for them to have their name in that conversation. Well, I think if you look at the catalog um, for PlayStation, like especially like a single player shooter, I think would like work well. Like, I don't think we need a, a multiplayer online shooter because you have. Like, that market's pretty covered in terms of... If they wanted to be ballsy and make a first, like a single-player-only first-person shooter, like, military shooter, that'd be pretty impressive because it would be something interesting for once. Yeah, I, I think... Like, if you're talking, like, an epic Call of Duty campaign-level kind of game, yeah, I'd be super into that. Well, I think, like... Because if you think about it, like, that's where I think they would shine because the only ones that are doing something like that as well is... Um, is it Machine Games that does Wolfenstein? I can't remember what I think it's machine, but I mean, I it's Bethesda, but it's Bethesda, but like with them now going to Xbox, like Xbox has that market now, like the only real first person shooters that PlayStation has. I mean, it would be pretty crazy for them to have like a last of us level story attached to a first person shooter, you know? Yeah. And that's like to saying, have like, that like level of realism and like seriousness to it that all that apparently Sony's just really got on the ball right now. Yeah, so I don't know what it looks like, whether it's a historical kind of like, you know, do like the Vietnam War or something like that, like do a story in Vietnam as a first person shooter, or if you do something futuristic or even just like a modern military shooter, like it doesn't have to be like military shooter, but just having a first person shooter game is is something that I think Sony's lacking with Resistance Gone, with Killzone kind of dormant um and bethesda kind of walking away with its first person shooters like i think that's a a market that playstation is lacking but i think it has the skill like when you think of playstation you think of great single player stories and i think if you take that with a genre that's kind of underrepresented i think that would be something that works out really well so yeah i agree with you i mean it goes it goes both ways like they can do like just another multiplayer shooter that just does really really well on playstation like that works still works fine for them if they want to go the single player route i'm not going to complain either i just i want them to have that that you know i want them to put that their own version in the ring because i think it's kind of 
it's it's a little bit weird to see like Microsoft basically have all of it for the most mm-hmm. part. Yeah, like there's I don't I can't think of one PlayStation exclusive. Like you'd have to go to Resistance or Killzone, but let's be completely they're honest, done. like they're those games are no, like nobody wants them anymore. Like I the very few that are them. Well, but I mean like we're talking the hardcore people. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think the casual gamer is going to be really excited if a new Killzone gets announced, you know? Mhm. Yeah, like kill, like the Killzone trailer at an E3 press conference isn't going to make most people go, "Ooh." Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like, saying a SOCOM would either, but you need something different. Like you need a license that a lot of people haven't either haven't heard of, or just make a new IP. I guess because mm-hmm. I mean, I said SOCOM as the example, but even if it's just a new IP, what but if like, you did? What if sorry, you did go ahead. Order 1886 as a first person shooter? No, no, no. I'm talking. I want the military because I want. Okay. I want them to get to get in that same conversation. I want them to to give you Call of Duty and your battlefields and and your stuff like that a run for its money, or at least like say like, hey guys, like you got you guys have tried the campaigns. Also, rumor is Battlefield Six won't even have a single player campaign, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. It would be nice for Sony to be like, look, we're the kings of single player experiences. Call of Duty, you guys think you can do good with this? Let the real pros show you what a what a good first person shooter story looks like. I'd love that. Yeah, I, that that'd be cool. I think I'd want to have something a little bit more original. Like, a, like one of the cool things about Order eighteen eighty six is like the setting was really cool. The story was like had a good premise. I don't think it executed well, but the guns were super cool. Like the thermite gun was awesome. Um, and like the, it's a cool world. And I think if you had like imagine having like a nineteenth century shooter where like you have like these, you know tesla based kind of like weapons and stuff like it it'd be really sure. cool but it also would be a real slap in the face to a lot of people if you make like a really damn good military story yeah like 100%. one that even like people who are very ardent against military shooters mm-hmm. would even go okay no this story did really good like especially if it was a historical one where you really can't argue it yeah i'd almost say like if you want to do that, I, I would i don't know if i want like a present day like modern warfare stuff like it would probably be pretty cool if they had like a really solid ass world war ii shooter or something yeah that or like i think i think if you want like a really cool sort of like heartfelt story like vietnam would be another one where it's like you there's a lot of interesting you know there's a lot of ways to go with it basically i just want them to do a really damn good first person shooter yeah right yeah i'm with you that that was my that was my third choice but i just thought i'd bring that up now but yeah I think that they need some sort of first-person shooter, regardless of what that looks like. That isn't um, Killzone or Resistance, because I think that ship has sailed. See, I don't know. I think if you brought it back, like if you started, like drop, they might drop be able it. to make it good, but I don't. I don't think it's going to carry necessarily the same like excitement with people. It might be a game that flies under the radar because most people are just done with it. I think if you started it as like a reboot of the franchise, so don't don't remaster, don't remake those games, but just kind of say like. We're taking the pre- we're taking the concept, especially of of Killzone, because Killzone has a really cool aesthetic. We're taking the concept of of Killzone. We're gonna start it fresh. We're gonna start it from scratch. It's a brand new like. But we're also we're also talking sci-fi though. I think I'm still trying to keep it dick grounded to like real reality a bit. See, I'm like you you're way. asking for the Order eighteen eighty six level shit. I'm like man, pop in a damn good realistic game just so we can shove it in in people's faces because it's yeah. always Call of Duty or Battlefield. That's all it's been. Yeah. I know there's the one beta that's on PlayStation right now, the enlist that's enlisted, and mm. I've heard good things about that. So I, I just want to see somebody else put their name in the hat that actually gives them a run for their money because it's tiring seeing the same two names all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, so my last one, I I think going back to Bethesda and what they're missing, I'd like to see Sony do a cyber like not cyberpunk but like a CD Projekt Red esque like RPG. So in-depth deep rpg mechanics where you know 
it's not like because I'm thinking of it like it's not something that Sony really has. Like if you think of like their RPG mechanics, it's like the closest they have is Ghost of Tsushima, and I would not argue that Ghost of Tsushima is a role playing game. So you know, have one like a Bioware or a CD Projekt Red like deep character building, multiple endings, kind of interwoven story and like an open so something setting. akin to more like a Dragon Age Mass Effect kind of type, like Dragon a, Age like a Mass Effect, Witcher. like a big character developing like choose your own adventure kind of game. Yeah, because once again, I feel like I feel like with Microsoft buying Bethesda, like that is another huge blow for Sony because they don't have that now, and yeah. so I think Sony's running the risk of being, you know, a one trick pony in the sense of single player third person action games which i totally get um they're good at it but i think that that's something that they're missing i mean they they you know what i'll agree with you sony go out there and make mass effect look like shit do it for me <laughs> you're, do you're, it for me <laughs> all, all your options are just out of spite i mean yeah do you blame me <laughs> no that's true i mean sure like bioware might come back with its next mass effect thing that's supposed to like be a a sequel to the trilogy and it might be good again, but I don't trust them. So, uh, mm-hmm. Sony, I trust you. You guys do something, do, do it, something cool with it. Show us what a real space, space exploration RPG would look like. Yeah. You know what? Go to Sega, say, buy, you know what? Buy Sega and take fantasy star and, and make like a really badass like <laughs> like space fantasy star RPG game. Not an online game. Cause as much as I like PSO two, I don't care anymore. Fuck make you, me fuck. a damn good single player fantasy star game. Let's go have fun. Fuck you, Bethesda. You're going to take Starfield? I'll make my own Starfield. Fantasy <laughs> Starfield. Done. Yeah. We'll make our own. The the other, the only other genre I'd, I'd like to see Sony explore is, and, and this is like four. I'm kind of cheating a little bit. And if you have a bonus one, feel free to throw it out. Um, I'd like to see them go into the stealth realm. I, I, I feel like... So like a, something like going back to Siphon Filter, maybe? Siphon Filter, Splinter Cell, Metal Gear Solid, like... Once again, well, I mean, like, like of their licenses, Siphon Filter would be the one. That I'm not even mind, saying right? it has to be Siphon Filter. I'm just saying I feel like that's a genre that's under, under like explored right now. It's not. It's not really. We're not seeing a lot of games out of it. Like I think the only one that I really can think of is Hitman, and it did really so, well. So are you are you looking for something akin to like a military aspect to it, or does it, or do you just want like a really good stealth game? Because they could also go something in the direction of like Thief, for example. Yeah, I, I, I see. For me, that's where I fall. Like I like a little bit more of like the modern day stealth as opposed to Thief-esque. I think it could be cool, but Thief just never jived with me. But I would definitely be down for seeing, like, a stealth game where you're, where stealth is focused as opposed to going gun blazing. So once again, do something really cool. Make it, like, you know, a fantasy sort of stealth game or something like that, but just... So so we'll, so Sony should just call up Kojima, and we'll be like, all right, we got an idea for you. Let's try to make a Steel Cog uh, Harden, okay? Let's do that, and let's go. <laughs> First of all, you do not call Kojima with ideas. He calls you with the ideas. That is true. <laughs> no one gives ideas to Kojima. So, Adam, okay, uh, fine. You just you just bring up the bring truck to Kojima and be like, "Look, just give us anything that just just okay, no. You you back up the bring trucks to Kojima and just with a note that just says, "Make us something that will piss off Konami." Make you just you just back it up to Kojima and you say, "Make it happen." <laughs> no, no, no. Give him a little give him a little, give him a little like Write, write, basically, write you, write us a fuck Konami game. <laughs> like, just do that, just to give him a little bit of an extra incentive. Your whole, the whole game is just breaking into Kojima's office, or uh, breaking into uh, Konami's office, just to steal that's the stealth the element. Office. He's stealing yeah. his property back. It's just, it's yeah. just a game of Kojima sneaking in the offices, trying to find all the, uh, all the, the contracts of the license. Some guy, like some guy working at Konami's playing at home. He's like, 
This Wait, no. Really... Level one is the patent office. And you work your way into the Konami headquarters as He's like the just, final one. Some guy at Konami is just playing. He's like, this is real, like, one-to-one, you know, built of, of, like, what it is at Konami. And he's like, holy crap, Kojima's just training people to come and infiltrate our office. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, Adam, I kind of went ahead and I kind of dropped an extra one. Do you have any other games that you want to see anything well, the, on your wish list okay well i'll give you the other one that i was going to do business wise and then i'll pull out one that i'm just like all right please do this for me okay. um i'm pretty sure it's going to happen but there better be an uncharted game with nathan's daughter yeah. like we it needs to happen and i know a lot of people are probably sitting there being like yeah but uncharted's got a real good spot to end on i'm like guys i'm just gonna say it for the sake of getting not not even that not even money for the sake of of making this the most welcoming industry to have just one more defining female main character just to cap it off with what we have with her, Ellie, Aloy, etc. Just in Sony alone, that is the cherry on top. Uncharted 5, you know, would be one of the best, if not the best game that year. And it would be the last little bits just to prove to people, it's like, look, this is what history, this is what the future is going to look like for gaming. This is for everybody now. Let's go. Let's see. Let's just, let's see how deep this rabbit hole goes. So, I so just had a, I, I'm looking at Uncharted 5 more as an important to the, to the culture of this community kind of thing. So I was just thinking like, what would that look like? And I was like, oh no, like, cause what I would like to, if I was making Uncharted, I'd almost want to see a young, like, I'd almost want to see like a young Sully Uncharted game. But then I'm like, wait, what if we had this situation where it was Uncharted with Nate's daughter, something happened, you know, Elena and Nate um, go missing. And so the daughter has to kind of pick up the, pick up the, you know, whatever the hell it is. Pick up. The... You can do both in one game. You can have flashbacks. It's not mm-hmm. hard. But no, think about it. If you have like their daughter pairing up with Sully to go and find him. And Sully's like way too old for this. And so he's just kind of like mentoring her and just on the walkie talkie, just giving him a wisecrack. Uh, and she's out there doing it. But then you run into the problem that Nate has is that is his daughter going to become a serial murderer like he is? I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Why, why can't she? Right. You're trying to say that women can't become serial killers in video games like he can? Come on. That's... <laughs> that is not what I'm saying, Siri. You are twisting my words. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you could even have it that like she's like on her first real mission and she's trying to learn a lot of stuff. And Sully's like telling her like yeah like here here's a few tips and it gets and this is where you have flashbacks to like young sully doing stuff like mm-hmm. you could do stuff like that to make it work yeah you know what? i'm we're, we're selling this game to me i'm definitely down for this and like you don't have to have him go up against like a paramilitary like that's the thing he always ends up going up against like a paramilitary yeah it doesn't thing. have to be a shooting gallery you can actually have a little more emphasis on the exploration for a little while and he actually you know what you can even make most of the game not shooting Mm -hmm. for her until the very end because you remember like the original assassin's creed game before desmond finally broke out and fought for real the first time Mm -hmm. or it might not have been one it might have even been two 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 is the one where he did the first assassination you could literally have the entirety of uncharted be all of her sections are just exploration and maybe escaping from people Mm -hmm. like try like trying not to die and then the very end of the game is her having to shoot for the first time like yeah. maybe to save her parents, she has to actually shoot somebody for the first time. And you could make all the crazy action, like shooting sections, Sully flashbacks. Yeah. No, I'm loving this. This is awesome. Okay. So Adam, what's your last one? What is, uh, for my own, what is your for my wish? own happiness? I want a new buzz quiz game. I miss those fucking PS2 quiz games. Those were fucking amazing. 
honestly, it, it would be such a good thing to have. Like, there was a I missed, missed the buzzers. That was the best part about them. You know what? There was a missed opportunity that they did not come out with this game really quickly during the pandemic. Could you imagine if they had done like oh, a buzz quiz like show on PlayStation where you could just play randomly online with people? Like there's a lot of cool things. Like you could even do like online stuff, like have online matches where you like you could actually have like game show. Do you remember what Xbox 360 used to do with one versus a hundred? Yes. Do that with buzz. Yeah. Well, the fact like that literally you every fun. Wednesday night or something you mm-hmm. have like say a three hour block or even you can do it every fucking day on Twitch. Like that would be a great way to get people to watch your game. Be mm-hmm. like, Hey guys, we pulled up a, a, a new show. Here we are. So it's going to be like a half hour show. So we're going to get four random people that we pull out or whether it's like, maybe they win some online tournaments to mm-hmm. kind of get themselves into the, into a draw and you have a live game show, like a live video game show. Like that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I literally just want the buzzers again. That was my favorite like party game for a long time. Cause I'm a big trivia guy. I love fucking trivia oh, games. Dude, me too. We should do like, we need to do a trivia night one night. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, I think that's a, especially cause like the way it's now like play linked up with your phone, like, um, one of the, it would also that, be a cool idea coming out of the pandemic to really get people like to like their first big things to do together. Yeah. Cause I know we play one. It's, um, Oh, what the hell is it called? Oh, it's like this one. I, I forget. It's basically like, um, j- like you don't know Jack or whatever. And it's just your friends and like, who's the most likely to say this response or like, who's the most likely to like, you know, have toilet paper on their foot after leaving the bathroom. Like, and we just use our phones. And now imagine if you just did a trivia game with that, like where I could have, because that's the thing. I, I would want the buzzers if I had the choice, but you can easily do that with a phone. It's yeah. no problem. I mean, you can, have the, you can sell the periphery if you want to, but yeah. I think I think, I think think a game buzz kind of quiz show would be awesome. Awesome. As, and, right. and, and the best part is, they'd be wireless. Exactly. Because Lord knows it's extremely easy to trip over the cords in the PS2 version. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. I think that's actually a pretty good collection there. Um yeah, you know, if you guys are listening at home, let us know what you guys would like to see. Is there a particular franchise you want to come back, a genre, um, a project you want someone to be working on? If you're watching us on YouTube, leave a comment. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us as well. I'm, I'd be happy to read some of the suggestions online. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at pixelplaypodcast.gmail.com. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, just leave the comments down below. And uh, yeah, if we get any suggestions, we'll, we'll read them next week just to share what some of the other ideas that come across our desk. Yeah. Are awesome but Adam, we all know it's mostly going to be just bashing me i i know i know <laughs> you know it's the cross that you bear on the team so look it's, uh, if it's a burden i have to take i'll take it in the interest of views okay you, you got the big shoulders i appreciate it adam that about wraps up the show is there any sort of closing thoughts or anything you want to kind of finish off with before we go halo evidence in trouble there we go let's get those fires burning <laughs> again all right ladies and gentlemen this has been episode 18 of the pixel play podcast uh, if you've been listening to us for a while, if you're one of our regulars, you know, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you guys. Uh, I, I don't. I tell Adam, I, I watch the metrics all the time, and I see you guys watching us, and I really appreciate it. Uh, if you, if this is your first time with us, you know, hope it was good for you. Hope to see you again next week. Uh, if you want to engage with us, we are on Twitter at PixelPlayCast. We're also on Instagram at PixelPlayCast. You could find us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, wherever you want to find us for a podcast. Just looks Pixel Play Podcast. Um, we are also on YouTube at the pixel play podcast. So check us out there. Um, and like I said, if you want to email us topics for the show, if you want to just comment on something that we've said, uh, you can email us at pixelplaypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, one thing for note, uh, next, not next week, but the following week, June 1st, 
uh, we're going to be doing our episode live. Uh, we have a tendency, apparently, to be doing our episodes live uh, every 10th episode. So June 1st is going to be episode 20 for us. So we're going to be hosting it live. Uh, I don't know if, if we've discussed... If Discord allows it. If Discord allows it. Um, we haven't discussed whether we're going to start our own little Twitch channel for this or if we're going to use yours, Adam. We can give more details next week, but... Keep an ear out because it's June 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll go live and you guys can watch us, be part of the show, submit questions, anything you guys want to do there. Um, Adam, anything else I'm missing? Uh, like this shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, Share if, it. Yeah. Let everybody know. Especially yeah. tell them, like, you got to watch this podcast with this dumbass guy who just constantly says all the wrong stuff. Look, and this I'm is another cool. guy that wears glasses too, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, if, if you guys like what you hear, we would really appreciate if you shared it out with your friends, your family. You know, grandma's sitting at home. She's not doing anything right now. She's probably lonely. She's not having friends over. She's not Yeah, get us play. over with the 79 crowd. I mean, yeah, you know, why not? Grandma's at home. She's not playing bridge. She's lonely. So, you know, she doesn't have anyone to talk to. You can put this on the background, you know. If your dog, if you're leaving your dog at home, like if and you want to make it sound like there's people there, like play the podcast in the background. We don't care, you know. Everyone would enjoy this. So yeah, come home, the dog shit all over the carpet because he just got he just got so angry. <laughs> they said, "What about Halo?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe we're maybe we're giving some bad advice here. You know what? Don't show it to your dog. Maybe grandma, but not maybe not the dog. You know, put it in the background, and she'll think there's people there. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you, and we will see you guys next week. Bye for now. <laughs>